0: Anyway, take your Bible, turn with me to 1 Peter chapter 2. The name of the sermon today is Spiritual Sacrifices, which I mentioned earlier. But 1 Peter chapter 2, why don't we stand together, as a matter of fact? 1 Peter 2, starting at verse number 1. Therefore, laying aside all malice, all deceit, all hypocrisy, envy, and all evil speaking, as newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is gracious, coming to him as to a living stone, rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God and precious, you also as living stones are being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, help me, help this help us right now to know how to go about this today. We ask you, Lord, let your word speak to us, let your Holy Spirit have full reign to do what He wants to do, let us be able to flow with your spirit today, Lord, and bless all the children that are in the sanctuary. Uh, Let let everything be conducive to hearing your voice today. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Well, let me just give you a little bit here. Starting at verse number one, the word therefore, everything from chapter 1, is, is, is contingent upon what goes after that. But because you've been redeemed by the blood of Jesus, because uh, we have a living hope, because uh, we have the gospel, the gospel that prophets and angels long to see, because we're, we're called to live a holy life, therefore, he says in verse number one, lay aside all these various vices that we have, Unfortunately, we're all probably familiar with every one of these vices. Malice, deceit, hypocrisy, evil, uh, envy, evil speaking. And then he goes on to say, As a newborn babe, or as newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word, that you may grow thereby. If indeed you have tasted that the Lord is gracious Old Testament scripture says the Lord is good. Taste and see that the Lord is good. And what he's saying here, if you have tasted that God is gracious, if you've tasted that God is good, as a newborn babe, if you have a picture of a little infant nursing at his mother's breast, dependent, innocent, you know, longing for that connection with the mom. We're, 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 we're encouraged to run after God. Pursue the pure milk of the word that we may grow thereby. I like verse number three because it says if indeed you have, have tasted that the Lord is good. Anyone has tasted that the Lord is good? Raise your hand if you've tasted. Well, let, me, let, me, let me make an analogy for you. If you tasted my wonderful homemade meatballs, You would want more than a taste. If you tasted Pamela's wonderful cooking and baking and all the pies and things that she made, you would would never settle for a taste. You would want more. And this is what the Lord is is saying to us today. He wants us, I mean, we receive Christ, we're thankful, we're grateful, we're good. But as, as a baby longs for the milk from its mother's breast, Long for the word of God that you may grow thereby. If you've been, if you've tasted, if you know a little bit, let that, let that, let that draw you closer for more of God. I like the word grow in verse number two, in case you haven't heard this in a while or haven't heard it ever This is our theme at at New Life. Our our, our mission statement is very simple. People grow at New Life. The GROW stands for being grounded in the Word. That's why we're going verse by verse. The R stands for building relationships with one another. The O stands for being outreach-oriented. Thus, Anthony Grieve and Richard Leahy, the evangelists coming in March. And the W, worshiping with passion as we did this morning. So we're called to go deeper with God. And verses four and five kind of articulate, you know, how to do that. But he's saying, you do this by coming to Jesus. Keep coming to Jesus. Always come before Jesus as to a living stone. I see the paradox in the phrase, a living stone. Stones are dead, Stones are solid. They don't move. They're foundational. They're strong and steady or whatever. But a living stone representing Jesus as alive from the dead, conquering death, victorious, moving, acting, doing things. But he's a living stone. And he says in verse number four, just remember that this living stone, another paradox is this living stone has been rejected by man, but chosen by God. So know what you're getting into. What you're getting into, you're going after Jesus, who we understand was rejected by humanity, basically. But he's chosen by God. Know what you're getting involved with. Let me bring it home a little bit. Your brothers and sisters at home, your family at home, your co-workers may never understand what you're dealing with in your relationship with God. They they may not get it like you get it. But if they, Jesus said, if they rejected me, they're going to reject you. But keep coming to Jesus, who was rejected by humanity, but chosen by God. And it says, and he's precious. He's valuable. He's worth it. He's so, he's so, uh, so awesome. So, uh, so valuable that everything in life hinges upon our relationship with Jesus. And, and you also, you also are living stones. You see, a, a living stone, uh, again, the paradox, a living stone, we, we are solid, we're grounded, we're rooted in Christ, but we're alive in Christ. As Jesus is a living stone, we are living stones. And as such, in verse number five, we're being built up together as a spiritual house. Uh, We're being built up together as a holy priesthood that offers up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus. I like the analogies here that uh, in the Old Testament people went to the temple to offer sacrifices. Priests would offer the sacrifice. Bulls, goats, lambs, calves, vegetables or whatever. But now we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. We are the house of God. The Spirit of God lives within us. And we corporately are being called as as a spiritual house. The church of the Lord is a spiritual house. And we are a holy priesthood. Every one of us who has received Christ is a priest before the Lord. In other words, we don't have to wait for the The priest, the Old Testament priest, to offer a sacrifice on behalf of all of us. We're the priest now. We're the temple of God. The Spirit of the Lord lives within us. And so we are called to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God. And this is the crux of the message. And I'm going to just abbreviate this. I'm going to give you five areas real quickly. uh, And I I won't be long. I I think I promise. (laughs) I think I promise. But but this is the thing. Like in Old Testament days, it was obvious who was given the sacrifice. It was the priest. They could see him. They, they, he had a, a mantle of authority and whatnot. But these spiritual sacrifices that we give now, no one really sees. Well, they might see. But God sees. It's not like... We're going to bring in a truckload of animals and and, and offer them up to God. We're not going to do that. But there's certain spiritual sacrifices that we're called to do. We're expected to do, as a matter of fact. The first one is prayer. We are are expected to be a praying people. But I, I think there's a cost in prayer. I mean, it may mean getting up earlier or staying up later or making time during the day to get alone with God. It'll cost you your pride and your ego because you, you keep coming before God because you know you're a needy soul. And prayers are spiritual sacrifice. I will meet with God every day. No one will know. But this is what I do when nobody's looking. This is my spiritual sacrifice to God. Prayer is our lifeline to the Lord. I would throw in fasting in there, too. Fasting, I, one, one man, uh, Edwin Cole, said many years ago, spir, uh, fasting is, is the way we cut the, our umbilical cord to the earth off. In other words, we don't eat anything Everything we eat comes from the Earth, but we don't eat anything for a time. It, it makes us totally dependent upon God. So the first spiritual sacrifice would be prayer. The second one I'm just going quickly here. The second one is praise. I mentioned it earlier. And I had to practice this this morning because as I was contemplating what to do with the church I was remembering what I'm going to be speaking about praising the Lord anyway and I felt a tinge of conviction fall upon my spirit even this morning and uh, probably like many of you I can complain like the best of them I have to confess I (laughs) I can let it go you know what I mean But I'm convicted now that my praise to God, no one's going to know it. You may see, uh, we see each other praising God on Sunday morning. That's the easy part, if you ask me. It's Monday morning I'm concerned about, or Friday night at 6 o'clock when you're stuck in traffic trying to get home. Uh, I'm speaking to me here. I need to be praising God when the guy in front of me is driving me crazy. And the guy on the side is cutting me off, like I have the right of way here, but, but that's Okay. I'm going to praise God anyway. Well, it's, a, it's a spiritual sacrifice. See, it's an attitude, it's, it's a disposition. It's, it's something beyond bringing an offering. Like like in, 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 in thinking about it, bringing an offering physically is almost easier to do. Just go out and get the animal, bring it in, and that's it. No, now this is something heartfelt. We have to pray and we need to praise God. So I want to encourage you to let your praises be a spiritual sacrifice to god the the old testament talk and the new testament too talks about our prayers and our praises being an aroma before god an incense before god revelation talks about that but let our prayers be an incense in the golden bowl says in revelation let our praises be an aroma before the lord will it be a song it could be a song But more often than not, you know what, it's going to be an attitude. It's going to be a disposition. It's going to be a a, a heartfelt desire that, Lord, in spite of what's going on, I'm going to give you the praise today. Another another sacrificial, uh, spiritual sacrifice would be our will. Getting our will lined up with God's will. Jesus said it best in, in the garden that night said, Father, I don't want to do this. If there's any other way, uh, let there be a different way. But nonetheless, not my will, let thy will be done. So we need to align our will with the will of God. And for some of us, that's difficult. My will might say, I'm going to yell at somebody. I'm going to give him a piece of my mind. But the will of God says, no, you bite your tongue. You love your enemies. You be kind to those who hate you. Some people might say, my will, I'm, I'm involved with premarital sex. I don't care about that. And that's my will. That's my desire. That's what I'm going to do. But when you hear the will of God for sanctifying yourself before marriage, you have to make a decision here. If you have a will to get high because there's so much pressure in life and you're so, so, you know, so consumed with anxiety, you, you need to get high, you need to drink or do drugs or whatever, you've got to make a decision. Is it your will that's going to be done or is it God's will that's going to be done? Romans 12, 2 says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You know why he says that? Because all of our minds are messed up. They're all messed up. <laughs> have the mind of Christ, it says. Well, how do you get the mind of Christ? You got to get into the Word, yes. grow in the Word like a baby at the mother's breath. You have to study, meditate, apply, obey the Word of God. So, what are our, our spiritual sacrifices? Our, our prayers, our praise, our will. How about this? Our bodies is a spiritual sacrifice. Now, you heard my testimony about my health situation. I'm good. I'm healthy and strong. And I praise God for that. But I'll tell you what, that whole episode caused me to take better care of my body physically. And just doing that helped me feel better. What I ate, what I didn't eat, and so on and so forth. But beyond that, let your body be a spiritual sacrifice. OK, today's a great example. You all are here in church. Wonderful. Wonderful. Praise God. I, 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 bravo. <laughs> because here's the simple truth. Where your body is, that's where you are. <laughs> you, you can't go, you know, wherever that is, that's where you are. <laughs> so let your body be a spiritual sacrifice. Well, I want to go to the bar. I want to, I, I would rather you go come to the sanctuary. I want to go to the strip club. I'd rather you be in the house of God. I want to do all that. I want to go gamble. I want to do this and that. No, no, no. Where where your body is, that's where you are. And I don't know if you heard this before, but God has called us out of all of that. He really did. He, He said, get out of that and get into this. Get into the body of Christ. You're a holy, sanctified, consecrated people. But it's your body you know, so we have a will and we have our body, but where our body is, that's where we are. I always tell this story about my friend Tony that you see on on uh, live stream all the time. My old friend Tony. We were many years ago. We were both Christians, newer Christians. And we went out to dinner someplace. And the place where we were uh, at a certain time converted into a nightclub with a band and dancing and everything. Well, we were there having dinner when it was just a a dining area, and all of a sudden it started to transition into that, I felt darkness all around me. I said, Tony, i got to get out of (laughs) here. I just don't want to be around this anymore. That's what I got saved from. So I had to get my bot. Now my my, I could have said in my mind, "Well, I'm just going to deal with this." And no, I wanted to get my body out of here. So guess what? I stood up and I walked out of the room, and we left the place. Bye. So, uh, our body is definitely a spiritual sacrifice. And then the last thing I was going to talk about was our words and our deeds. Our words, man, are so valuable and so important. Proverbs 18 21, there's death and life in the power of the tongue. I've been on the receiving end of of blessing and cursing of that. I have personally. In other words, people have blessed me and people have really talked not nicely to me or about me. But we're called to let our tongue be a, a spiritual sacrifice. the lord and our our deeds to be a a spiritual sacrifice what we do is so so important i think of um, when jesus said you know let your light so shine before men that they'll see your good works and glorify your father in heaven i think of what james said james chapter 2 he said "Out out of your mouth you bless God and you curse others. He said, this ought not be that way. You know, your tongue and your deeds should give honor to God. And so a spiritual sacrifice in that regard is, I'm going to find something good to say about somebody. And I'm going I'm to say something to build somebody up, to encourage somebody. I'm going to do something I don't know. Maybe, maybe for some it would be a big deal. But I'll give somebody a ten-dollar bill. I'll give somebody a ride to the doctor. I'll, I'll, I'll spend time listening to somebody. I'll, I'll just use my, my presence to, to be a blessing to somebody. It's a spiritual sacrifice. Now, how many times do we say like, like? Um, I'll get a phone call at just the absolute worst time of the day for me. Because I got 10 things going on already. But you know what? I got to take that call because that might be more important than all the rest of them. I have to sacrifice something to be a blessing to somebody else. Well, OK, I'm going to I'm going to wrap this up with with one more scripture. You could turn in your Bible to this uh, John's gospel and all these things that I'm talking about uh, Let's see. John 13. All these things that I'm talking about, um, I want to go deeper maybe next week. But John 13, uh, Jesus is here at the Last Supper, washing his disciples' feet, speaking to them about the kingdom of God and certain values and things. He says in verse number 17, If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. Echoing what James said, don't be simply hearers of the word, but be doers of the word. So the spiritual sacrifice that we give to God and give to others, we reap the results of it. If we know all this and if we do it, We're blessed. I don't know about you. I want to be blessed. I mean, in simple ways, even. I mean, like, I I, we've had this blessing before. There's a million people parked everywhere. Lord, please, we need a parking space over here somewhere. Boom, there's a parking space over there. That's a blessing from God. You hear what I'm saying? I mean, I, I've had people give me money at times. Out of the blue, just give me money. Like, oh, okay, well, thank you, Lord. That's how God blesses us. When we're walking in His graces and mercy, and we're obedient to the things of God, we're a blessed people. And that, I want to talk more about that, not right now, but there's something about obedience brings God's blessing. The Lord has been so convicting me lately of being obedient to the Word of God. You know all this stuff. Oh, great that yeah, you know it. It's not the point. The point is, are you doing what the Word of God says? The more you know, the more you're, we're accountable for. And so, yeah, so the Lord is calling us, if we know these things, if we, if we know these things, and if we do these things, we'll be blessed Oh, I want that blessing from God. I want to see that blessing fall upon my family and my loved ones. Kind of indirectly, you know, just as a man of God, I just want to, I want God's blessing to fall upon my my family and, and people that I care about. I want the Lord to, and he does, he knows me so well. He knows my concerns about people, about family members. I want the blessing to fall upon everybody. That I'm concerned about. I want the blessing to fall upon new life, as a matter of fact. I want the blessing of God. And I, I have a feeling if we, if we know these things, if we do these things, the Word of God says, you will be blessed. Let's put it this way. If we as a church know these things, and we as a church do these things, guess what? We as a church will be blessed. But it's, all, it's going to cost us something. Obedience Comes with a price. Dying to self, living to Him. Well, I spoke for 20 minutes. That's a miracle right there in and of itself. I didn't even know. Were the things on the board? On the screen? All right, good. Why don't we stand together? Well, you're all getting out early today. You could hang around and have coffee if you want. Any goodies back there? Yes. I'm, I'm still kind of watching my weight, but you uh. <laughs> Well, thank you for being here today. This has been good. It's been different for me, but it's been good. Every eye closed for just a second. Let's just get alone with God. Just want to give you a, an opportunity to respond this message, really, when you think about it, the, the word we just read it 1, Peter two: five: We're called to be a, a spiritual house. We're called to be a holy priesthood so that we could offer spiritual sacrifices to God through Jesus." So we're, we're expected to do this. Every Every, head, every eye closed still. I mean, it could mean like, you know, not spending two hours watching a football game and taking care of your family instead. It could mean, you you know, you see something on social media um, that you know you shouldn't be watching, something immoral or ungodly. No one will know if you do or not, but that's between you and God. That's a spiritual sacrifice when you say no. That's between you and God. When you feel like anger at the guy in front of you that's driving like a maniac and you don't you don't curse him out that's a spiritual sacrifice. But God's calling us to do that. No one will know. No one needs to know. You know. God knows. So I'll just say, without anyone looking around, does anyone feel something about something that you could sacrifice, some spiritual sacrifice you could give to God? My hands are up. I have a whole list of things I want to work on in my life. A spiritual sacrifice is what you all did this morning. You came to church. That's a spiritual sacrifice. You put your body in the position to hear and receive the word of God and to praise the Lord. As we close out in prayer, I'm going to lift up our brother Steve right there, Steve Boucher, uh, that's dealing with some health issues as well. So, Father, we thank you, Lord, that uh, we're thankful that you are our God. We're thankful, Lord, that we have this nice church to go to. Thank you that the heat ca- is coming on anyway. Thank you, Lord, for everyone that came out today. This is wonderful. And thank you, Lord, for an abbreviated message, but I pray that it's more powerful than a full-blown message. Thank you, Lord, for hearing and receiving our praises earlier. Thank you, Lord, for receiving our tangible offering and our tithes. Thank you, Lord, for giving us the bread of life today. And Lord, now as we leave here, or maybe have a little time of fellowship for a while, when we do leave and go out into the world, let us be aware that we're entering a mission field. We're entering a, a, a world that has, has put you in a box, but we represent you. We ask you, Lord, let our light shine brightly. Let us be wise in what we say or what we don't say. Let us be really wise in where we go and where we don't go who we associate with and what we do when nobody's looking, let our lives, oh God, we say it often, let our lives be a worship to you. Let our very lives be a spiritual sacrifice to you. And so, Lord, I pray your blessing. I pray, Lord, from John 13, 17, if we know these things and we do these things, we'll be blessed. We pray, Lord, that that blessing would become tangible in our lives. So we thank you And we praise you for it. Lord, thank you for the kids being so good today. Let us have a good time of fellowship right now. We pray it in Jesus' name. Oh, Father, Father, wait, wait. Father, I want to pray for our brother Stephen today, for some health issues that he has. Lord, bring your healing power to him. And anyone else that's feeling sick or anything, Lord, we just pray for divine healing, restoration, and direction as to what to do. We thank you for all these things. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen Amen. and amen. Well, thank you all for being here today. And uh, there's coffee and goodies in the back, so no rush to leave unless you're freezing. But God bless you. See you on the live stream tonight at 6.